Beshow, hi. Hey, Tom. It's Barry in Newbridge calling. How you doing? Good, good. How are you, Barry? I'm good. You see what Secretary of State Pompeo said today? <laughs> that's, that's some weapons-grade hubris, if you ask me. I mean, it's, it's like as if... Um, <laughs> I mean, you mean, you said secretarial? It's secretary of, he's secretary of state, not secretarial straight, a state, not secretarial state. Wait, what is it? Secretary of state. Oh, no. Ah! I have this big joke already and you hurt my feelings. You hurt your feelings? Oh, you made me bite my tongue. Barry? I think we lost Barry. Huh. So that's all that was, huh? And so I can hear somebody larfing on the on the feed here. Who's larfing? I can hear somebody going, huh. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's larfing. Somebody's got to mute themselves. Tom, you got one more call. Got another call? All right. Let's see. Let's put it put it up, please. Hello, Beshow. Beshow, hello. Philly boy Roy. Philly boy Roy. Is every, seriously, you guys don't need to stand up. Yeah, well, that you're, you know, I'm glad you're calling in. There's a lot I want to talk to you about, but I don't know why you would say that you're president. You said the 46. What was that thing? You said citizens of America, please rise for the. For you said you said you're the 46th president of the United States. You're not the four. You're not the president, Roy. Roy. That was my fault. A dog came and knocked the phone out of my hand. A dog. A dog knocked the phone out of your hand. It just came out of nowhere. It was crazy. Yeah, dogs are like that. They can be weird. But Roy, you're not president. No, but I should be. You should be the president? Yeah, you know, I'm the reason Joe Vitamin won the election. Joe Joe Biden won the election. Uh, and and what, well, what do you... What's that? That ain't neither here nor there. Yeah, well, it, it is. And I have no idea why you would say that you're the reason he won. Well, 
You know that tweet that Trump sent out on Saturday morning? Big press conference in Philadelphia at Four Seasons Total Landscaping, 11.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. That was all me. Wait, that how was that you? All right, Tom. Stand up and stand still. I've been a silent partner at Four Seasons Total Landscaping for years now. I never made it public because there's this huge anti-landscaping movement in the country. I'm sure you've heard about it. I, I have never. I did not know there's an anti-landscaping movement. Oh, well, you know they're anti-vaxxers. Yeah. Well, these monsters, they think it's unnatural to prune, mow, and plant in your yard. They call themselves anti-scapers. You can read all about them on that awful website, Shrub-Chan. Shrub-Chan. I've never... There's news to me, Roy. Do not go on that thing. Anyway, Four Seasons Total Landscaping is getting so much business right now. After that press conference, it's nuts. I mean, we're making money hand over fist. This is going to be the biggest thing to hit Northeast Philly since Brittany Fox did that three-night stand at the Empire Rock Club in 86. I know you're still talking about that. Well, I'm not. I didn't know Brittany Fox did, did a, a run in Philly in 86. I, and also, Roy, I just got to say, it's hand over fist. You said hand hand over fist? Yeah, Hanover, like the city of Hanover. You know, where you get the, the, uh, those hard pretzels that we love so much. Han- yeah, sure. Right. Hanover, okay. Hanover. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Like well, and then, and then when you're, when you're making a lot of money, you know, you got fistful of, of, uh, of pretzels. Oh, so you're buying, oh, now this actually makes sense. You're buying the pretzels because you got the money. So that's Hanover fist. Uh, okay. I stand corrected. I, yeah. Okay. See, I, I teach you, and very rarely do you say something that, that inspires or teaches me. Okay, sure. Well, I, I, so I strive to someday r- repay the, the favor of you teaching me so much. It will take lifetimes. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, look, big things are really afoot at FSTL. We're going to add a cigar bar, a sensory deprivation tank, and a full stage in the back. I'm in talks with Live Nation about us being a new Fillmore. <laughs> about Pretty the... cool. Okay. Pretty cool stuff. And it gets even better. We're in negotiations with Fantasy Island, the erotic emporium on one side, and the crematorium across the street. We're getting some serious collaborative synergy happening here. I'll tell you, man, you give us one year, State Road is going to be like Sunset Strip on performance-enhancing drugs with an even bigger hustler superstore. Mark my words. Okay. Oh, hey, real quick, I want to give a quick plug for the high-quality romance lotions Fantasy Island offers. I know you're a bit of a lotion snob, but I think you're going to love their new line of tropical sex grease. Tropical sex grease? Tropical sex grease? Yes, uh, don't forget that trademark at the end. Oh, so you, so that, yeah, oh, you wouldn't want anybody taking that from you. 
I don't want you taking it from me. I'm I not gonna trust me. I'm not taking tropical sex grease from you. You're always talking about how you wish there were more different kinds of lotions. I'm not. Where are you getting that from? I don't know. I feel like we talked about it once. Anywho. We've never, I've never once said in my life, I wish there were more romance lotions or whatever you call them. All right, now that I'm thinking about it, it, it is more of a conversation I've had with a mirror. Okay. Sure. So so there's some line of tropical sex grease that now you're plugging? Oh, yeah. Yeah, check it out. Comes in seven flavors, three of which were never thought possible until now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll have Tony send you a skit of hot fudge mango madness. But be careful. It really burns for two solid minutes after you swap it on down there. Oof. I, I, you know, Roy, I don't want to talk about fudge. Hot fudge? What was it? Hot? What was the flavor? Hot fudge mango madness. Hot fudge mango madness. I don't want to know about that. Oh, man. I, I, you know, let's talk about the press conference that went on. You know? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It just, it seemed like you, like this past weekend in Philly was nuts. And if you were there over at Fantasy Island, then you're in the, you're like, that's the eye of the storm for the whole thing. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But then you're saying you're involved in the, you're, you're, you're like, you're, you're inferring that you're involved more than, than you've explained so far. Okay. I'd be glad to, I'd be glad to tell you about that day. It was crazy. Oh, I'd love to hear about it. Okay. So check it out. Rudy, Julian, uh, uh, Rudy, uh, we go way back. We met back in, in the 90s when he was in Philly for an exhibition game between the Phils and the Yankees. Okay. All right, check it out. He, he's coming out to his car in the, in the vet parking lot, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm there, too, though. I'm, I'm relieving his car of its uh, stereo system and tires. <laughs> so Rudy, Rudy sees it and he and I, you know, we've got words going. We're talking and stuff and it's, it gets pretty intense. And then we end up fist fighting for 15 minutes. Fist fight. You were in a fist fight with, with Rudy Giuliani. Oh my God, Tom, those rings hurt like a mother. The rings that he wears? They slice you up. It's so painful. He got, he got like seven good slices in. Mm-hmm. But, but after we after we roll around for about fifteen minutes, we start yeah you know, we start vibing on each other. It's like I think we like each other's moxie. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we're just like okay. I think you're cool. I think you're cool. So we stay in touch for years. But look, it, it, it's no secret Rudy turned into a massive embarrassment when you compare him to what like post nine eleven Rudy America's mayor. Is that what they called him? Right. Yes, America's mayor. Well, he's like a whole different dude now, and I, I don't know what happened to him. It, it, there's a theory going around that all them rings is causing some sort of tidal wave of blood clots to travel up to his noodle. I think the technical term is, uh, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Oh, it, it's uh, ringus noodleus clotus. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. That sounds like the, <laughs> that sounds like the, the medical, the medical term for that. Can't you hear like John Houseman saying it? I, you know, I actually can. 
pretty cool. But look, spe- speaking of Rudy going off the rails, mm-hmm. you see that second Borat flick that came out recently? Yeah, I did. I thought it was really funny. Oh, okay. Yeah, the guy who directed it, what's his name? Jason Winthorpe? Mm-hmm. Jason Walliner, yeah. What is it? Oh, okay, I thought, I'm, I'm positive it's Winthorpe. Okay. Okay, well, anyway, he's a real piece of work, okay? And I read in Viority that he's taken title Borat 2 literally. He thinks he's Borat 2, T-O-O. Okay, how so? Well, I heard he spent all his movie money on mustache implants. His is even thicker and darker than Borat. I heard he uses seal-tight level 7 roof tar for mustache wax. Okay. All right. So he's so he now has become Borat. I think he's. Tra- I heard he transformed into him. But okay. I'll tell you one thing. His younger brother Zach. That's the true genius in that clan, if you ask me. He does things with puppets most of us can only dream of. Yeah, he's he's pretty good with puppets. What's your favorite thing that he does with his puppets? Complain. That was what I was going to say. Yeah. Well, I, I, well, we're on the same page. I think we're starting to see the things we have in common are being more, more clear, Roy. Well, you're my, we're besties. All right, we're besties. Sure, we're besties. I'm, I would definitely say you're my best friend. Wouldn't you say I'm yours? Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Um, so t- tell me more about this day, Roy. Okay. Well, look, anyway, I'm to blame for Rudy laying on his back and tucking his shirt in that way at the end of the movie. I'm the one who taught him how to talk that way. It was the night we met. You did? Oh, yeah, yeah. We was at a South Philly strip club urinal, and we're zipping up. And I, and I, I say, you know, the way you tuck your shirt in, it's super unsanitary, not to mention super uncool. So he goes, well, show me. And I, I sh- so I show him the lay down on a bed and tuck technique that my dad taught me when I was a kid, which I, in turn, taught to my sons, Troy and Roy Jr., I don't know what my wife Rhoda, uh, how she taught Rhoda Jr. or Little Rhoda, how, how she taught them to talk. That's girl stuff, right? Like cooking and cleaning and washing the car, paying the rent, telling the cops and creditors daddy ain't home probably forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's girl stuff. Sure. Well, that's kind of gross, but, um, you, did you mention, Another son? You said you're two sons. I said Roy Jr. Yeah. And it's... You, Troy, I thought you, Troy. What's that? Troy. Tro- Troy. 
You've never mentioned Troy ever. I ain't never mentioned Troy ever. Are you serious? I'm positive, yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe I haven't. Well, you know, he, he came out of Rhoda between Rhoda Jr. and Little Rhoda. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that makes him, like, early 20s by now? You know, Tom, I honestly don't know. Sometimes I think he's eight, and then sometimes I think he's 32. It's a total mystery, and there's no way anyone can figure it out. Mm-hmm. So why, why have you never mentioned him before? Okay, Tom, listen, this is tough. I, I, I love all my kids, but Troy, he's a massive disappointment to all of us. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. He's, he's, what is he, like always, uh, in trouble with the law or just not great at, not good at school or what, what, what kind of disappointment? Oh, no, it, it ain't nothing like that. Tom, this is hard to say. <laughs> Troy just ain't cool. <laughs> All right. Well, t- before we get into that, how 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 is it that Troy Ziegler is so uncool? Like, what does he do that makes him so uncool? Well, look, maybe uncool ain't the right word. Let's just say it was clear early on that he's not cut from the same cloth as the rest of us Zieglers. Okay. How how so? Well, I've got a whole laundry list of offenses. I'll, I'll be glad to start at the top, if you don't mind. Sure. Well, he never wanted to take stuff that didn't belong to him. Okay. He never partied, or, or at least at a, at a level that I would deem hearty. And he never eats more than one tasty cake at a time, and he never smashes them into his face with ape-like gusto like his dear dad and brother do. And check this out. This moron went to the DM, the DMV and got an actual driver's license instead of making his own with the, the laminating machine I bought for the whole family and how we made all of our licenses. Okay. Well. I could go on. All right. Well, I got to say, Roy, that's actually, uh, Troy seems like a pretty decent guy, the way you're talking about him. You know, I mean. We'll have, to, we'll have to disagree, agree to disagree on that, I guess, right? You okay. don't know him like I do. Yeah. Well, look, look, getting back to the story. So Rudy calls and says, Roy, you got to help me. We're so short on cash right now. We can't rent the Four Seasons Hotel in downtown Philly. Where can we do this lid blower? And I go, look, you dried up 90-year-old softball. You want to own them libs? You have everyone meet at the real Four Seasons at 11.30 a.m. Okay, meaning Four Seasons landscaping. Yeah, yeah. So Rudy calls the White House and he goes, okay, here's the deal on the press conference, okay? And then Trump sends out that tweet. Mm-hmm. And then that gets everybody so uh, mobilized to go to that location, which is very strange. Oh, yeah, totally strange, but a total mad scramble for all these reporters, all all these crazy people to come and, you know, check it out and lend their support. And at the same time, I'm calling all the hardcore Dems I know, telling them to show up there and raise hell against the Trumpers. Wait, why are you doing that? All right, check it out, Tom. 
As my dad's silly man Stan told me when I was five, Roy, Roy, chaos creates heroes, and your job from this day forward is to create as much chaos as you possibly can. Chaos creates heroes. What your did your your dad really said that? Okay, well, define really, say, and dad. Okay, well, I will actually. It's your father, Philly Man Stan. Did he actually say to you that? Chaos creates heroes, and then your job is to, what, make as much chaos? How did you say it? If it happens in a dream or some sort of walking fantasy, does that still count, Tom? No, that that does not count at all if it happens in a, a fantasy or a dream. That's not real. Okay, That's what I meant when I said really. No. Oh, re- uh, yeah. The answer, I, I guess, to all the above is it has to be no. Okay. All right. So, look, just before Rudy comes out to drop whatever dumb bombshell he thinks is going to make one bit of difference, CNN announces that Biden's president. Mm-hmm. So I go over, I start riling up all the Biden supporters. It's over. This nightmare's over. You tell those inbred white trash morons that they're toast. But then things immediately start to fizzle out. All these reporters kind of start packing up their mics and stuff. And then they start interviewing Biden supporters across the street about his victory. And then all of a sudden, my st- my phone starts buzzing. Okay. And it says private number. And and truthfully, Tom, I've been carrying a, on a very intense, massively erotic affair for the last three months with my former parole officer, Deirdre. And her name comes up as private number, so I answer the call. Uh-huh. And I go, this is embarrassing, Tom. I go, are you sure you want to know what I said? Oh, I, I'm, I'm Roy, I am dying to hear what you said. I don't want, I don't want to tell you. I don't want to tell you, you. You gotta. Come on. Do I, do I gotta tell you? I don't want to. Please. Okay, so I, I, I go, hey, babe. What you wearing right now? I mean, it's 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 innocent, but still, I don't want a lot of people know that I say stuff like that. Okay, so okay. I have a rep of being like pretty pure. <laughs> okay. So you say, I, "What are you wearing?" I I say, "What are you wearing?" And then I hear it. What's that? Um. Quadruple XL white polo shirt stained with McRib and uh, giant khakis. Why? And I'm like, oh, my God, it's Trump. Wait, that was your Trump impression? <laughs> that, was a gr- that was my great Trump imitation. Oh, that is, uh, that is definitely lacking, Roy. It sounded just like him. It sounded, it sounded like nothing him. like him. It sounded just like him. I've been getting hounded all for the last three years from Lauren Michaels about doing it on SNL, and I go, no, Lauren, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So Lauren Michaels has been trying to get you to come on and do Trump. She sure has. He. 
yeah, to him. He's Trump's a guy. Yeah. Uh, never mind. Okay. Look. Okay. Uh, well, let me just ask you about this Trump impression. Though. Yeah. Let me hear it again. Give me a little bit more. All right. Okay. So here we go. All right. Let's let's. Uh, 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 look, look here. There's there's no way that I lost this election. That is the worst. That's the worst Trump impression I've ever heard in my life. No, it ain't. All right. Well, maybe I'm saying the wrong stuff. Let me think of something else. Okay. My wife Melania and I have been. Uh, That's terrible. It's, oh come on! Look, I think you're hearing it wrong. That's the worst I've ever heard. I'm getting texts from a lot of your listeners saying how good it is. Well, actually, it's not the worst. I think Alec Baldwin still might be the worst, but you're second worst. Oh well, okay. Well, we'll we'll see who's top dog when this uh, is all over. Okay. Sure. Well, look, the thing I can't believe that we were I'm losing track of here. Trump actually called you. Oh yeah. Well, okay. I got to hear more about this. Okay. Well, you know, he, he and I, we've known each other for decades. Back way before he went BS crazy. He was always a tool in my book, but you know, he, he liked me because I talked John out, out of kicking his ass one night at Bookbinders. And okay. listen to this, man. Believe you me, John Oates, he might be small, but he kicks like Jean-Claude Van Damme at his most incensed. So I I seen John O take a kid's head off with one swipe. I swear. Okay, that sounds very. It sounds very believable. No, not a drop of blood, neither. Just a clean, a clean blow in a kid's head. What the hell? Literally, arm folded the body up and just walked away like it was his briefcase. Okay. The most second most insane thing I ever seen. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know what the most insane thing was. The most insane thing was a couple nights later when I saw him do it to two kids. Okay, so you so you've seen John Oates, you've seen John Oates knock, like literally knock the head off their shoulders, popped right off. <laughs> wow. Okay. So so you talked. Oats out of out of doing that to Trump. I did, yes, yeah. And so ever since then, Trump he he liked me, and it was a situation I took full advantage of, making him give me free concert tickets, dinners, helicopter rides. But at one point, maybe like around season two of The Apprentice, even I was like, you know, this ain't worth it. This cat is as toxic as anything Lloyd Kaufman ever created. See, no, Lloyd Kaufman, he's a, he's no, a filmmaker. Okay, I know who, Roy, I know who Lloyd Kaufman is. When you say more toxic, he created Toxic Avenger. Oh, my God. We got a real Roger Egbert here. It's not that. Oh, okay. Just go on, please. Oh, okay. So, anyway, so Trump calls me, you know, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And he goes, he goes, nobody knows that asshole town better than you, Roy. Tell me what I need to do to get this back on track. So I go, look, you circus peanut-faced small-handed monstrosity. There's tens of millions of Americans out there and even more people in other countries 
who think you're the worst thing that ever happened to this planet since Billy Squire danced around in those jammies in the Rock Me Tonight video. And he goes, oh, I love that video. And I'm like, no. And I said, I ain't even going to get into you thinking you could officially change October 31st from Halloween to Trumpoween. Trump, Trumpoween. Yeah, he what, never what, said what it is, but, but what do you think it would be? What Trumpoween would be? What could that be? Some kind of holiday where people dress like him? I think it's partly that, but I also think all the kids, that have, when they get their candy, they have to send it to the White House. Okay. So that's what Trumpoween, he wanted to do this, but he never explained it. Exactly, yeah. So that's okay. just my guess, yeah. So, so then I go, look, these people think you're stupid, racist, sexist, corrupt, inept, evil, the wrongest person on earth for the job you got, a job you only want to keep because your ample ass needs to stay out of the hut. But those people, Mr. President, they never, ever mention that you're also a depraved sexual predator. And he goes, you know what, Roy? You're right. So I go, if you want to turn this thing around, first thing you got to do is you got to wear a brand spanking new white baseball cap with a giant 45 on the side. It's super presidential, super cool, and it commands huge respect. Okay. Couple couple minutes later, I get a photo from Hope Hicks. Yeah, she's cool, right? It's a photo of Trump with a seven-inch single tape to a white baseball cap. So <laughs> he, he he took you literally, and you said put a giant 45 on the side of the hat, and then he taped an actual seven-inch 45 record to his hat? Hard to believe, but... I think that might be the dumbest thing that he's done in the last four years. Mm-hmm. Do you know what record it was? I, I do, yes. It, it was a first pressing of the Misfits' first single, Cough Cool. One of like 500, super valuable, and he ruins it by putting it on that dumb hat. That, uh, well, that's an I, – I had no idea Trump has any – awareness or connection to the misfits the band the misfits oh yeah trump's been down with the misfits since like on the late 70s or something and and it's interesting because it's a story that never got any traction anywhere except for uh you know like punknoise.com horrorpop.net and uh damian abraham's side podcast keeping it real with the d-man have you heard that thing I have not heard keeping it real with the D-man before. I did not know that he had that. It's, in, it's an interesting thing he does. Yeah, it's got some music, but most of it's about his pencil collection. It's Damien from the band F'd Up talking about his pencil collection. Big pencil file. No idea. The, the things I'm learning tonight. It's so boring. It's unbelievably boring. Do you know how many pencils he even has? I think he's up to like 7 million. 7 million pencils? Yeah, that's what's... He has like four houses and they're all just filled with pencils. All right, well, Damien from F'd Up, I guess he's he's keeping it real then. 
he, he is keeping it real with his pen, love of pencils. He is. So get, getting back to this whole thing, Trump kind of managed the misfit for a, uh, a few years back in the early 80s. Really? He, even on tour, he was on tour with them that night in New Orleans when they busted into that cemetery and they got arrested for grave robbing. He ran off, right, as the cops were coming up. He calls Fred, his father, and his father bails them all out. Huh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, it, you never hear that part of the story. And it, it, what's interesting is, is that Donald was always trying to get Danzig to go back to the keyboard sound of that first Misfit single. You know, it was just like bass, drums, and keyboards. Uh-huh. Trump, Trump has never liked the hard guitar, you know, the distorted guitar stuff. It's, it's really weird. The only real rockin' music he likes is uh, Three Doors Down, The Del Fuegos, and a little bit of Early Entombed. Entombed, who are like a death metal band, right? Yeah, like super heavy death death stuff. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a weird guy, man. He is a weird guy. Hey, I'll tell you one one thing that's gotten lost in all this presidential election stuff. Yeah, it's the big news, the really big news, and that news is that New Jersey legalized. The sacrament. Yes, marijuana. I will say it's killing me that that cesspit legalized skunk before Pennsylvania. But I got to be honest, it's a very positive thing for yours truly. Business is already booming. It's already? What do, you, what do you mean it's business is already booming? I already set up a shop. But it's not legal yet. Uh. Loosen your onesie for a second, okay? Roy Jr. did a ton of research on the legal, the 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 legalities. Is that what you're trying to say? Say it again. Legalities. Yeah, that's it. The legal. He's he's been doing a ton of research on the on the stuff, okay? Mm -hmm. Roy Jr. Roy Jr. found out that if a business is operated in a space between two states, neither of them states has jurisdiction of the business. And that's part of the anything goes bro clause of the 1934 Pennsylvania-New Jersey Peace Accord. So look it up. I'm not going to look it up. I'll... Okay. Wait, so just tell me, wait, you opened up shop. Yeah. What, what, I guess I, I, what I want to know is like, what and where is this shop? It's right here on the Tacony Palmyra Bridge. It's roughly between Wissanoming and the Pensalkin landfill. But it's on the bridge? Yeah, it's right in the middle of the bridge. I, I, I'm not picturing it. Oh, well, picture like a toll booth, right? Like your standard toll booth? Uh huh. That's what I'm in, and you know it looks just like a toll booth, but you know I've got I've got the uh, I've got the United Colors of of, of ganja flying on, on a little flag next to my uh, Pennsylvania and New Jersey flags, so uh -huh. you know people will know what it is, what it is, and so basically people know to come up and do the secret knock. I'm very confused right now. There's a secret knock. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. It's super easy to do, but, but uh, it, you know, you've you got to know it, though. It, it, it's this. Got to be 62 of these. And then you do like a little, it's like a finger trill. 18 and a half times. And then it's like, okay, what do you want? Oh, yeah, it's, it, sounds like a, it sounds like a piece of cake. It's real easy. It's real easy. And, and, you know, it's perfect because, as you know, the air in New Jersey is too putrid for me to breathe. So this allows me to have pure Philly air pumped into my booth via a series of mid-quality plastic tubes. And if, God forbid, I got to go across the bridge to Jersey to take a squeeze or buy the magazine, I just pop on my gas mask for fresh non-Jersey air, and then I reattach my weed hose to the mask when I need to puff top on Roy's Joy. Wait, what? what is Roy's Joy? That's my patented line of designer nugs, vapes, dabs, edibles, and shatter. Okay. I got all kinds of strains, too. Okay. Like what? I got Roxborough Rampage, Dune Nuggies. We talking about ganja? Alan Iverson let me use his picture on the package. It's so cool. We got Gritty Gummies. We're even teaming up with the king of Philly Rock for Kurtz Vile. Kurtz Vile. Yes. What is that? It's a, small, it's a small, nondescript vial that you wear around your neck. And, Tom, you're never going to guess what goes in the vial. Uh, it's marijuana. No, it's cocaine. Wait, what? You... Yeah. Look, the, 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 don't tell no one, but I'm also selling coke. Don Jr. and his very sophisticated, very even-keeled lover, Kimberly, they're my best customers. So you're just selling coke on a toll uh, from a toll booth on the middle of a bridge. What? You make it sound tawdry. Well, it is tawdry. This is this is questionable, Roy. This is very questionable. I don't know. We could we could we could bat that back and forth all night. You know, everyone's got different opinions about everything. I think. Mm-hmm. Hey. Speaking of the stuff, yeah, it's too early to be sure, but I've been hearing from my DC peeps that you might be talking to the next secretary of Cush. Wait, there's a, I've never heard a cabinet position called the secretary of Cush. I'm not even sure that exists. Oh, check it out. Weed has been a has been a huge part of pretty much every administration going back to like the eighteen hundreds. Seriously. There's there's been a secretary of Cush since at least FDR was president. They just don't make a big deal about it because everyone has a giant stick up their asses when it comes to the dankness. That's an actual quote from Harry Truman. Look it up. But make sure you spell the dankness right, okay? Okay, when I search that, I'll make sure I spell the dankness right. Okay. Well, look, Abraham Lincoln even spoke about the benefits of herb at the Gettysburg's Address, but it didn't make Hold it. Hold on it. Wait. Go, yep. No, go, 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 go. I want, I want to hear where you're going with this. 
Oh, I was just going to say that, you know, he, he, he talked about it there, but it didn't make it into the final record because the dude who was writing it all down, he had to go to the bathroom, so it didn't make it in. And I'll tell you, I've seen at least two sketches of Lincoln after that speech where he's doing rips from a bong, a Union soldier fashioned out a hardtack and a wooden leg. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this is now, now you're done explaining this. I was going to ask you about what is the name of the address he signed? The Gettysburg's address. Get Gettysburg, not get these birds. What is it? No, it's it's no, it's 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 get these birds address. Mm-hmm. And ha- okay, I have never heard, but I I that I I had that question at first. Now that is just dwarfed by the thought that Lincoln was talking about weed during the speech and then smoking it after the speech from a from a bong out of a wooden leg and and hardtack uh, oh oh and hardtack too sorry yeah yeah look anyway check this out mhm word is biden's talking about me to his inner circle I keep hearing about it. I'm hearing he knows nobody got their ear more to the street than one Royden Ziegler. I'm also hearing they might change the title to Secretary of Crippler, Chronic, or maybe even Chiba. Who knows? That they're going to change the name of the, the, uh, the, of the, the whatever the department is. Yeah, could... yeah. Oh, hang on, hang on. Getting a call. Yeah, PBR in the house. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. 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 Okay, thank you, sir. Oh my God! What what what's going on, Roy? Oh my God! You're not going to believe this, Tim. Tom, it's Tom, come on! What is? Uh, 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 yeah, you're right. It is Tom. Tom, that was President-elect Vitamin. Biden. What is it again? Biden. You, I, even, I, you I, even said it at one point. I did. Okay. I'm, okay. B-I-D-O-N? B-I-D, no, uh, E, E. E-N, okay, E, okay. Yes. I, I should remember that, okay. He don't want me to be Secretary of Cush. Well, well, I'm sorry to hear that. It sounds like you were very excited about it. So what what was all that yes, yes, sir, stuff, business going on? Like what he was me to be sec- secretary of transportation. I, I can't. I can't believe this. Oh, you just talked. You actually just talked to Joe Biden, and and I. I how how on earth is this possible? I don't know. I don't know. Man, I'm sorry. I gotta call him. 
I don't know, maybe, maybe he saw that viral video of me driving my dune buggy up the art museum steps after the Eagles won. Or maybe he saw some of the cool muscle car sketches I did in art class back in junior high. Oh, my God. What? Oh, my God. Roy, wait, what, what, is something... <laughs> Biden just texted me from his personal phone. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. He says, Roy, this is my private cell phone. Please don't be put off by the photo. The photo? What, is, what photo? His profile picture. It's, it's fellow famous Delawarean George Farragut. And uh-huh. he wrote, Roy, I saw George many times at J.C. Dobbs on South Street back in the 70s. George loves Philly, and so does this Delaware boy. Let's make history. Oh, my God. This is insane. Hang on. I'm, I'm texting him right now about a cool idea I've got about bringing blimps back. Hang on. Blimps back. Yeah. Oh, yes. Public transportation is going to be great. People getting in blimps. Oh, wait. He just, he just wrote back. He wrote back. Don't worry, my friend. We'll have four glorious years to bring your ideas to fruit, 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 what is it? Fruition? Fruition, that's it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fruition, yeah. Oh, I guess he wants, he said, and he said, but until then, I guess he wants me to click this attachment. Until then. All right, Tom. I'll see you on the other side. This is Secretary of Transportation Ziegler signing off. Wow. Oh, my goodness. He's Secretary of Transportation now. Well, God bless you, Roy. Or I guess Mr. Secretary, what do I have to call him?